All right, guys, welcome back to the Movement Code Podcast. My name is Antonio, your host. Before we get started today, I just wanted to uh, let you guys know about some additional services that we offer, not only to us putting out some content for you guys in the form of um, podcasts, but also have a lot of videos on YouTube. So if you just go to Enhanced Movements on YouTube, it's different. The Movement Code Podcast is part of our practice, which is called Enhanced Movement. So look us up on Enhanced Movements on YouTube. A lot of good videos out there talking about pain points, how to move better, um, and whatnot. Now, in addition to that, we also have our clinic here in Lafayette. Now, uh, due to COVID, uh, a lot of people are not wanting to go to clinics to see people or to the gym. So with that, we have extended our services with more online options for you guys to work with us. So if you are dealing with some pain points or you're looking for um, you know, a consultant or someone to work on with some of your aches and pains and, and just areas that you want to maybe improve in your body, whether that be mobility, whether that be strength, whether that be aesthetics, we do have some options out there for you. So we, we do work in that pain capacity. A lot of times the people assume that, oh, if you have pain, you have to work with someone one-on-one face-to-face in order for them to help you fix your pain. But that is not that is not the case, and that is not true. You can get a ton of really good results working with someone remotely. Uh, and what we do is we basically just set up Zoom calls um, where we can watch you move, we can talk about your movements, we can watch you in real time and give you real real time feedback to make to make the adjustments and the changes that we need. Now, an extension of that is we also offer programming. So. Um, for clients that are not wanting to go back to the gym, that are wanting maybe a little bit more of a careful eye of a clinician going through their movement patterns and watching them and working on their rehab and, and their training together, this is a great option because we combine all of that together. We'll write you training programs specific towards your goals and specific for maybe the aches and pains or the limitations that you have so that you can start to see more progress in your goals. So if you're interested in that, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, contact um, contact information is on enhancedmovements.com. So that's enhanced with the D and movements with an S.com. Um, if you just go to, if you just email us at info at enhancedmovements.com, we'll, uh, we'll be able to get you there too. And any of our social media platforms as well. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. If you're interested in something like that or potentially you're not, if you don't feel supported by the coach or the gym that you're at right now or you're looking for something just a little bit different, um, we'd love to be able to have a conversation with you and see if we might be able to help you out. But enough of that. Today, we're going to be talking very briefly about nutrition. And we are not nutritionists or dietitians, but we offer a good amount of nutritional advice and just you know general recommendations for people to help them again, with a lot of the uh, maybe pain points they have in their life. So, you know, we often assume that just because a body part hurts, that's not going to really matter what we put in our mouth and how that's going to influence it. But let's, let's consider this. Let's say, for instance, our body is somewhat inflamed, and I'm using that as a very general term, because of our dietary choices. That in turn is going to change the recovery process on how our tissues remodel and recovery depending on the extent of the injury. So we do know that working on our inflammation 
And most people know this, right? You sprain your ankle, like, oh, we got to get the inflammation down, but we just put ice on it. We don't think internally of things that we can do other than just ibuprofen, which is an anti-inflammatory. But we do know that there are uh, things that we can consume that will help with our inflammation. So for instance, turmeric, right? Most people know what turmeric is. That's a great option for us to reduce our inflammation to help with some of those aches and pains. Now, that's just that's just one example. That's not what not the conversation that we wanted to get in today. Today, we wanted to talk about more so what should you eat, right? We get these questions from our training clients like, oh, I want to I wanna gain some muscle. I want to lose a little bit of weight, whatever that might be. And we want to change the conversation around not, not good versus bad. Right? Just like with movements, there's no good movements, there's no bad movements. It's just context dependent and really goal dependent. That's that's really what you have. This all boils down to is just is, is just what are the goals that you're, what are the goals that you're looking to achieve, and how can something like this help you get there? So, what we what we have as far as uh, a macro macronutrients that we eat, we have protein, carbs, and fats. Right. I think. I think the industry in general population is starting to move away from knowing that not all fats are bad, right? Kind of around the 90s, early 2000s, in that kind of time frame, uh, and even even before then, to be honest, it was fats are bad, and fat is what makes you fat, right? Because it's kind of confusing. It's the same word, but we do know there's healthy fats, right? Things that you find, fats that you find in um, in seeds or nuts, right? or even um, certain oils, right? Those are those can be considered healthy fats, depending, right? Depending on the oils. Those can be considered healthy fats that are actually good for us. And we actually need fat in order for our body to function. If you, if you look up the anatomy of a cell, the cell is encompassed in, because it's one, one cell, right? It's encompassed in this shell. And this shell is not hard, it's actually fluidy and the outer layer is um, uh, there's a fatty layer the cell membrane wall right so we actually do need fats in order for our body to survive and function so it is it is a necessity now we also see that even think of it from a uh, from a different standpoint is uh, supplementation when you're when you're pregnant uh, DHA and o- your omegas which are fats there's the the recommendations for what you need are actually extremely extremely high and you need the right forms in order for you to have proper neural development for your baby that also there's also studies that show that it helps with postpartum depression so it shows a high correlation fats and cognitive benefit right having a fat a healthy fat rich diet after concussions can help heal the concussion and help you work on the cognitive deficits or recovery that you might have sustained after the concussion. So we do know that we need fats. Okay? Now, without getting into all food categories of what fats we should eat, right? Think of like extra virgin olive oil, right? Avocado, some cheeses, right? The the seeds and the and the nuts that we talked about. There's healthy fats within those. Now, we do have to then combine what we're talking about as far as like how many calories we should eat, right? We do know fats have a higher calorie, uh, have, have a higher calorie expenditure than the other foods. So, for instance, when we're, when we're burning these macronutrients, protein and carbs, right, we, um, 
there's there's a certain amount of energy energy we get out of breaking that down. So what 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 you're gonna see, what you're gonna see is four. You're gonna see four 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 and four for protein and carbs as far as kilocalories that you're gonna get out of uh, out out of a gram, and then for fats it's actually gonna be nine. So when you when you hear that and you're looking at that you're actually going to see how even even endurance athletes that are going through long races they've actually trained and taught their body how to utilize fat in order to burn energy because you get more energy out of it right which is which is interesting and very and kind of counterintuitive so fat's not bad and fats can actually give you a lot of energy if properly utilized now Protein. We all kind of assume what protein is. We think of like animals, right? Yeah. Meat. Meat will have protein in it. Fish will have protein in it. Eggs. A lot of animal products have protein in it. Now, we there are, there is protein, like in beans and lentils and different things like that. Um, you know, certain um, like edamame and other things like that can have protein, pea protein, you know, if you're if you're going to the vegetarian side of you know wanting to get protein, there are plant-based proteins, but we do know that the amount of protein that you're going to get is going to be higher in those animal products. Okay. Now, last but not least, is carbs. Most of us feel like carbs are the enemy, right? We've been told that Atkins diet, all these other things, where you're trying to go low-carb diet, but carbs actually provide a great amount of energy for you, and they're they're a little bit more quick digesting, so you're able to get those, um, you're able to kind of like bulk up and store those, depending on what type of activities you're going to be you're going to be doing, right? We've heard the the term carbo loading before. I'm not saying that's what we need to be doing, but that's where that term comes from, is to get that 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 fast burning uh, energy. Now, that being said, you're going to see different elements on how we can utilize these um, these energy sources depending on what type of exercise we're doing right as we already mentioned like this carbo loading you can actually you, you kind of you, you can see how the carbo loading can be beneficial if you're doing this like fast burning intense type of exercise where you need those carbs and those sugars broken down now fats giving you more energy they're going to be used a little bit uh, more beneficially for like that prolonged steady state type of exercise right? The run, the longer runs are the exercise, uh, or sorry, the longer runs are like bike rides or, or certain things like that. Now, what we wanted to get down to that was just very, very, very brief kind of uh, discussion about the different types of macronutrients we have. So, what do we want to try to do when we're trying to create like, oh, what should I eat? Again, there's no good and bad. People want like specific meal plans or specific exercises, which is easy to sell and create if you don't want to think about it but the really the the possibilities are endless you want some protein you want some vegetables you want you want some a little bit of carbs and you want some healthy fats right and then you can change those amounts depending on what your goals are right now most of us probably need to be getting a little bit more protein than what we're what we're currently doing but if you break it down eat protein eat vegetables drink water right? That's your balanced diet. And this comes from Dan John, uh, strength and conditioning coach has been in the game for a while. And, you know, we're trying to just break down and make things a little bit more simple, right? So if you're looking at your plate, do you have those things? Now, obviously we did not mention carbs or fats in there, but again, we're going to get carbs from 
from some veg, from veggies and whatnot, right? And then fats, depending on what you have, you're going to get that as well. But we're not just adding that for, for the sake of adding it, right? So what we want to look at now is the question then comes like, okay, well, cool. I know what to eat now. How much do I eat? Well, again, it depends. It depends on what the goals are. You're trying to lose weight. You're trying to maintain weight. You're trying to gain weight. You're trying to gain muscle, etc. But if you want to think about... This comes from Precision Nutrition. Uh, just certain ways to try to, uh, sorry, let me back up. Most people, most people are trying to lose a little bit of weight. And the easiest thing to do is is less calories, right? Less calories in, more calories out. That's how you turn the tables for weight loss, simply put. So what do we need to do? Most of us go to the extreme end and just stop eating meals. That's one way of doing it. And meal replacement has been well shown to help reduce uh, fat loss or weight loss. I should say weight loss. You will lose some fat and you will lose some um, some muscle and some water depending. But what we can also do is just globally work on the amount that we're eating. This is called portion control. By eating less overall, you're going to be eating less, thus consuming less calories and if your energy expenditure stays the same or slightly goes up then you're going to be uh you're going to be you have switched the scale around and you'll start losing weight so when looking at um serving sizes right here's an easy way for you to determine serving sizes okay so protein for women recommended one palm so what's nice too about this method again this comes from precision nutrition what's nice about this method is it's based on your body right so when you're talking about scoops or grams or uh, serving sizes or weight or things like that you have to be a lot more meticulous in figuring out what it is for your body but your hand is part of your body and it's made as part of your body so the portion sizes are going to be relative to your body size for that so meaning if i say one palm of protein for women well someone's going to be like well i'm bigger than she is yeah which means your palm is also bigger or i'm smaller then your palms gonna be smaller meaning you're probably gonna have more or less because of that now for men that's gonna be two palms of protein so look at your palm size of your palm not the fingers right just open make an open open hand size of your palm two protein sizes or sorry men two palm size women one vegetables make a fist right so it's a little bit it's a little bit bigger it's not just the size of the palm it's a little bit bigger when you make a fist women one fist men two fists carbs Cup tan, again, relative here. We're just trying to give general ideas. One cup tan of carbs, two cup tans for men. And then fat, women, one thumb size, men, two thumb size. All right, so what does that mean? So fat, nuts. How many just us grab a handful of nuts and eat, right? That's quite a bit of thumb sizes there. So it's showing us in in terms of things being highly dense in, in calories, such as fat, it's easy to embellish and do you know, go crazy on them. But that's where you might be able to cut back in terms of being at a calorie deficit so that you could hit your goals. Okay. Now adjusting, adjusting your, your portions up or down. Here's some, here's some guidelines to think about, right? How frequently you eat. So if you're eating more frequently, you might adjust that down. Um, your size or caloric needs, right? So if you're, if you're doing a lot of um, intense exercise multiple days a week, you probably need to increase your calor- your caloric needs, right? That goes along with how active you are. Your results, let's say for instance, again, this is all trial and error because we don't know the right recipe for you and it's going to change during seasons of life. But let's say for instance, you're doing this and you're going down, you're, you're, you're 
you're attempting to do these uh, portion controls with uh, serving sizes, but you're not seeing the results you want. Okay, well, you might need to change those portion sizes. I mean, maybe you need to go less, right? That, that'd be valid. Hey, I'm not seeing the results. Okay, well, it doesn't mean we're wrong. Maybe we just need to be a little bit more stringent on it. And then obviously other things of appetite and uh, are you satiated, right? That if you're, if you're feeling like it's just not hitting it or, or whatever that is, then you might, need to, you might need to eat a little bit more. Now, that being said, though, understanding that oftentimes our body will be conditioned into wanting more. When you're at a surplus and you have food readily available for you, it is very easy for your body to want more, right? It feels good to eat. And when you have that food readily available, you can just go to the store. Right now, if any of us is hungry, we can easily just go wherever we want and get food. Whereas the way our bodies developed from more of like a hunter-gatherer standpoint is we went through prolonged periods where we were a little bit more fasted. And, 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 and it's, not, it's not bad for your body. There's actually studies showing benefits of fasting from a cellular level. But what we're talking about is just trying to be a little bit more balanced on what we're eating day to day. If, if someone came up and asked you, if I, if I came up and asked you, how do you lose weight? Most of us would know what the answer is, right? Eat better and work out. And that's really what it is. And we try to overcomplicate it as far as like, well, you need to measure all of this out, measuring your macros and doing that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not really a sustainable model for the long term. Now, and that's, it is really good if you are trying to be a figure competitor where you need to get your body fat percentage down to a certain point based on aesthetics and look. Now, could you do that if you just want to, you're not competing, but you just want to have that body type? 100%. If you want to be at that level, if you want to be within that margin, that narrow margin, you have to get much more calculated. But for the majority of us, we just need to most likely eat less. And you do that through this portion control, right? And you also... You also listen to your body and knowing that just because it says it's a little hungry doesn't mean you have to eat right now, right? And how much do we eat, especially when we're grazing and snacking? So those are just, those are just a few simple thoughts as to what we should be considering as far as nutrition. If you have specific goals, you might have to adapt that or get a little bit, again, more, uh, more calculated with everything. But, you know, globally, this is the easiest way. So how does this how does this come into play and what what do we need to do to practice this right so most of us can the easiest thing to think about is the holidays right what happens during the holidays most of the meals that you're eating are dense and they're delicious and there's a lot of sweet and a lot of sugar and a lot of you know with that sugar and fat have a deadly combination and when they're mixed together it's just so satiating for humans that we just want to eat more now what's the reset that most people do eat clean and it's eat less. So we know what the answer is. But the question is, are you willing to give up certain things that you know might be contributing to where you're not at your goals or not? Right? An extra glass of wine, extra cheese, right? And look at and if and if you're unsure of the here's another here's another kind of awakening or a wake up call. If you're unsure about the portion control that we're talking about as far as fats, or sorry, uh, the the foods that we're talking about, protein, vegetables, carbs, and fats, right? Actually look at a serving size. Look at the back, look at the label. Cheese in particular, and like peanut butter. You ever seen what an actual serving size of peanut butter is? I think it might be just a tablespoon. Not even a tablespoon, probably a teaspoon. 
That's not a lot. And when most of us are eating something with those things, how much do we put? Are we actually staying at the portion control recommendations? Most of us aren't, right? Cheese, a cheese square, like a little square cheese, one portion, right? How many of you just pop one of those in? No, right? So it's, again, it's easy, and I'm not wrong. If you want to eat it, great, but it's easy to, to overload and to do more, right? All we need to do is just tighten the reins, be a little, be a little bit more um, conscious, of what's of the amounts that we're putting in. That's the easiest way to lose the weight. Now, are there other factors? 100%. Make sure you're drinking water. Make sure you're exercising. Make sure you're sleeping. Sleep is a huge factor on weight loss. All of those are vital and important, but ultimately, we got to take in consideration what we are putting into our bodies. So your challenge this week, if this is something that you want to do as far as... Uh, it doesn't have to be for weight loss, right? We're just talking generally just how to how to create a better sustainable model as far as what our diet is. So our, our challenge this week is for you to work on those portion controls, right? So you're, you're going to scoop out your veggies or whatever that is, and you're going to estimate and try to put your fist up next to it if you need to and estimate what that size is. And then you're going to, again, it doesn't matter what you cook, right? We're not saying it has to be a specific style or flavor or anything like that it applies for everything but just make sure you got the protein the veggies uh if you the easiest way to try to start losing a little bit too is cutting down on those carbs but again as you start making these changes you have to take note of your performance as far as your exercise or your fitness and your energy levels and things like that now because you're changing it up your energy levels might might get hit a little bit harder so we just we gotta note that, but that doesn't mean we're not going in the right direction. We're trying to condition our body to be able to do things in a different way now. And sometimes there's a little bit of a latency period, um, or or that adaptation period. But you gotta note those things. You gotta keep track of them. So that's your goal this week. Uh, I'm super excited for you guys to try this. And again, if you're in a good spot, like if you're good with what you're eating and you're good with your levels and you're good with your weight and everything else, you're good with your energy levels and your training well and all those things, like this might not apply for you, but hopefully you got a little bit more knowledge just as to what protein, carbs, uh, and fats are and how they operate and what they do. That was very uh, obviously a smaller portion of the talk at the beginning, but you know, most of us know someone who wants to lose a bit of extra weight, and and this is the easiest way. And and to be honest too, it's it's a sustainable way. Diets work. When you when you type in weight loss in, online, you're gonna get bombarded with a ton of stuff, and it's gonna be this diet or that diet, and this is the way you do it, and this way you do it. But what happens with the majority of people after those diets? They put it back on. It's not a sustainable model again. We're not trying to create. Unless you have some sort of goal, you got a wedding coming up or something like that, you need to be a little bit more aggressive. There are things that you can do, but even this model works. You just got to tighten it up and be a little bit more aggressive. We're trying to create a more sustainable approach for long-standing results. If you if you are excited about losing weight for a particular thing, my guess is most of us want to keep it off if we're not happy with where we are. So again, sustainable results based on a system or a plan that is easy to implement.